Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. This is episode 343 of the podcast, and today's show is all about accelerating your progress. I talk a lot on this show about priorities and how sometimes you'll have a high priority uh, for fitness. Sometimes it'll be a little bit lower on your priorities, and that it's okay to move it around, right? It doesn't always have to be the focus of your life, but there are certain times when you want to accelerate your progress. And if you're listening to this show, if this piqued your interest, if you're not just a normal listener, maybe you're finding this podcast for the first time, this probably piqued your interest because you want to do things faster and more effectively. And that is okay too. It's okay to take things pretty seriously at times. And in my opinion, that's the best way to do it. Instead of taking it a little bit serious all the time, I like to almost go in waves and you know, be more chill about it for a long time, then really zero in and go hard. This is for the times you're zeroing in and going hard. So if that describes you or you're ready for that phase soon, this episode is for you. Let's get started today's show. It is technically Motivation Monday, although I tend to stray off of these subject matters, but it is about three ways to accelerate your weight loss progress. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another episode. Today is about accelerating your weight loss. And really, it's about accelerating all your progress. It's not necessarily only about fat loss, but I wanted to focus on that because that is what puts people in more of a time crunch and what I think that's okay to be in a time crunch for. So if your focus is muscle gain, strength gain, performance-based training, anything like that, accelerating that progress isn't going to be a good idea most of the time, and it's also not going to be possible most of the time. Um, you know, be, be, I guess, beware of really short transformations in muscle gain, strength, and performance, because unless you are learning technique, there are, or you're brand new, there are very few ways to get that done without drugs involved. But with fat loss, very possible to make a dramatic difference in a very short amount of time if you have things dialed in correctly. But what does that mean to dial things in correctly, right? Because you'll hear that, but that doesn't necessarily tell you what you need to dial in. So that's the problem. The solution are the three things I'm going to talk about in today's episode. So I have three written down, and I think these encompass everything that you really need to do to accelerate your progress. Um, And... I am going to cheat a little bit and kind of combine a couple of things on the last one um, because I think it's important to mention. But the first one, we'll start at the top, is going to be tracking everything. And I am a big tracking guy. I'm a data guy. And it's okay if you're not. You can definitely make progress without tracking, which I've done an episode on before. It doesn't have to be something you do. And it doesn't. it's not going to 
dictate your success. I've seen tons tons of people not track a single thing, make tons of progress, right? I've seen people get in amazing shape without ever downloading a nutrition app. Um, but I'm a data guy and it's going to help you in the long run and it's going to help a coach in the long run if you ever go to one. Uh, so I am a big fan of it. So calories, definitely. Macros, if you want to take it a step further. So protein, carbs, and fat. Um, that's probably the first thing you'd want to start tracking. Make sure you know how much you're eating. You would be very, very surprised at if you're just eyeballing and estimating things, how far off you are. I was just listening to another podcast where he was not necessarily a uh, seasoned macro tracker, was very shocked at what a serving of rice actually is when it's weighed out and when it's, uh, you know, you actually see the 35 grams of carb amount of rice. And it's not very much. It's it's almost laughable. And probably people are eating three times that in a normal bowl of rice. So that's just an example. But there are a lot of things that people don't measure correctly. You know, meat may be another one. That's even one that I struggle with eyeballing still. I can eyeball chicken pretty well. Uh, for some reason, I have a hard time eyeballing steak. And I'm not sure what it is. I can do ground meat and chicken very easily. But for steak, I'm always way under the actual weight. And, you know, I'll eyeball it, say it's ounces to make things a little more simple so you don't have to think of things in grams if you're not used to that. Um, but I would use grams most likely. But let's say I think it's a 8-ounce steak, and it turns out to be like 13, right? It's just, it's just way off. And that can make a big difference, obviously, in your progress. And dialing in those things is going to make a big difference. Now... Keep in mind that some of the error washes out. So even though, you know, if I would always track my 13 ounces of steak as eight ounces, eventually, as long as I was adjusting my calories, you know, every few weeks or so, that would wash out and it wouldn't really matter. I would just have some days that were a little higher calorie than I thought. But overall, I would be, quote unquote, eating fewer calories. And really, I wasn't right. It's kind of this weird little thing where actually the calorie counts in certain things don't really matter that much because it washes out, but it definitely helps to be consistent and tracking will do that. And it'll keep you honest too. keeping honest with your food intake. And I think it's important to stay honest in your activity as well. Um, which is kind of where I combine another point, which is to focus on neat a little bit more. And that could be even the number four, the bonus way to accelerate your weight loss. But tracking your steps is going to be, it was a game changer for me. And I think it will be for you too. A lot of times people are just adding cardio sessions, adding workouts, adding classes at their gym. Um, when the easiest thing is just to move around more through the day. In, fun, in a funny roundabout way, adding step count makes you do cardio at some point because you're not able to just walk around vacuuming to get 15,000 steps a day if that's your goal, right? But you don't have to start that high. Instead of starting with a whole bunch of cardio, I would start with zero cardio sessions unless you enjoyed it and you wanted to do it and just focus on the steps. Hit it every single day, 8,000, right? That's just going to get an individual more active, but that's track. That's keeping you honest that you're being active every day because as you lose weight, as you're in a calorie deficit, you know, it's easy for your body to subconsciously not want to move as much. And it can be as crazy subconscious as blinking less, breathing slower. Those things all happen too. Or it could be things you could control like sitting more, not 
walking around as much actual step count, right? So the steps helps keep you honest. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. That's been a game changer for me in fat loss phase. I don't track steps year round. That's literally just something I do to accelerate progress for a short amount of time, like six, eight, 10 weeks. Um, but set yourself a minimum, hit that every day. If you're not making progress, bump up that minimum, add cardio needs you to hit that step goal. That's what I like to do. And you know, shorter wise, you know, those are the two big ones, I think neat and your calories. But the other ones that you can focus on tracking are your workouts, you should be writing down the weights you're lifting, make sure you're maintaining strength. Um, That's to keep it very simple. I am, like I said, a data nerd, I go really crazy with it myself. In my own lifting, I calculate tonnage. um, And I focus on that and moving that number up on certain lifts and body parts over time. But that's going a little bit in the weeds. Um, Cardio sessions, you can track those as well. If you use the same piece of cardio equipment for each session you do, let's say you're on a treadmill, the calorie burn estimate on that treadmill is probably not correct and you shouldn't add food into your diet based on that. But you can use it to make sure you're putting in the same amount of effort. So where cardio sessions can go wrong is that I could, you know, go on a treadmill for 30 minutes and be jogging or incline walking and burn a lot of calories or I could just be walking along watching YouTube videos and not burn as many calories there's a definite spectrum there so hitting a calorie burn number on the treadmill will ensure you're putting in the right amount of time based on the effort you have that day so if you don't feel like doing very much you just want to walk and watch these YouTube videos you know maybe your cardio is a little bit longer to hit like 300 calories burn on the treadmill which is an useless number except it just keeps you honest with your intensity Uh, sleep you can track that if you want I don't accept that I aim for more sleep if I'm not making progress if you really want to dial everything in weight loss is a priority you need to be sleeping you need to be sleeping seven eight nine hours a night and that's just the way it is best supplement you can have is sleep water also important I've been doing an experiment and I'll do a podcast on that later but bumping up my water intake a little bit and I think I noticed a difference right now, but I'll do an update later on once I have a little bit more data to go off of. But you should be at least staying hydrated just for the fact that being dehydrated will probably make you overeat, more likely to overeat, and you're not going to feel as good with as much energy. That alone can decrease your calorie burn. So just in the sense of burning more and hopefully having the urge to eat less, hydrate. All right, so... That's the first one. Track everything. Focus on the neat. Track your food. Track all your workouts. The second one is to limit your food choices. And this is something that I'm a big fan of as a coach, which is a little bit backwards for a lot of coaches that are macro tracking type coaches, right? The ones that give you calorie numbers, macro splits, tell you to follow these, track in an app and report back to me. Those will typically have you fit anything in. I'm kind of a guy that likes to limit clients' food choices if they really want to accelerate progress. I think meal plans can be useful. I talked about that last week, Um, but not even going that far. Just eliminating the chance of error is going to go a long way, right? So like, for example, lasagna. So I'm going to do an episode on Friday where I'm going to talk about something like this, but lasagna really hard to track, right? Because who knows what 
what the lasagna has in it unless you made it and tracked every single ingredient and divided it by the number of pieces. If you're just at a restaurant and you order lasagna, it's going to be pretty hard to know what's in that. But if you go to the restaurant and order a piece of meat, a potato, some steamed vegetables, maybe some butter on the potato, maybe a drink or two, that's easy to track because those are all separate items. You are simplifying things a lot. And going even further, if you only have certain items you're allowed to eat, you're probably going to naturally eat less. It's not about the other foods outside of your list being bad, right? You could include you could include pudding in that list. And unless you were really, really hungry and ate all the pudding in the house, you'd probably be okay just because you don't have as many options. And that lack of options can actually really help sometimes. So if you really want to accelerate your weight loss, you know, don't add pudding. I wouldn't recommend that. My tip is to focus on the whole foods. And I'm not a clean eating guy necessarily. If you're putting us into camps like that, definitely more of a flexible dieting kind of guy. But it is useful to build all or mostly all of your meals around whole food sources, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, meats, and that's it. Stop there. Uh, that's going to make things move way faster for you. Fitting in stuff is cool and it's possible, but it's almost like a party trick. You probably shouldn't do it all the time. And if you really want to make progress, don't do it. The last one is a little bit of a tip that's not um, not as much like me. It might surprise you if you're a regular listener to the podcast because I feel like I'm kind of a friendly coach, right? If I'm If I'm a fitness coach and you're talking to me that way, you're talking to me on Instagram, email, I'm pretty flexible. You know, I like to make sure I stress the importance of living your life and not just being all about fitness. You know, if you are worried about your trip to Disneyland, I'm probably going to tell you go enjoy Disneyland. Um, things like that, right? I'm not really a hard ass, so to say. But I do have a little bit of strength coach background, and that's what we have to be. So my third tip to accelerate your weight loss is to stop being lazy and to get yourself in shape. And I don't mean stop being lazy and lose the fat. I mean get yourself conditioned because conditioning will go very far in helping you lose the weight. Obviously, in and of itself, doing conditioning workouts is going to have you burn calories, but not even about burning the fat during those workouts. It's about being in better shape, that you are more energized, you want to move around more through the day, you aren't just, you know, you aren't as lazy, like you're more willing to go do something if you, to the most simple level, let's say you have um, something downstairs, right? Maybe you have some diet sodas downstairs and your spouse says, go get me a diet soda downstairs and, uh, you know, if you're dreading going down the stairs, you know, you might you might be a little bit lazy. You might not be in shape to do it. The more conditioned you get, the easier life feels, and the more energy you have for other things, the better fu- you know the better functioning you're going to be to do different things, and it's going to go a long ways in your actual workouts as well later on because you are way you have a way higher work capacity, so you're able to do more. You're able to burn more calories without getting winded, tired, and have to go sit down. Uh, it's just so valuable. So, you know, if you're struggling with weight loss progress, I'm going to give you 
some pretty hard conditioning workouts, and I'm going to make you do them. And if you don't want to do them, maybe it's not as high as a priority as you thought, right? I would probably tell you on the most simple level, get out to a football field or a track and do some sprints. Do, you know, on one day do like 20, 30 shorter sprints. On the other day, do like 10, 15 longer sprints. And that's a lot. That's going to get you probably sore the first couple of times. It's going to be really hard. You might throw up. All these things are possible, but it is going to work. And that's what you're here for, right? Ways to actually make this work. I'm not telling you vitamins you can take. I'm not telling you, um, you know, a product you can buy on Amazon. I'm telling you to go out and get in shape and not be lazy and to also get some data and to focus on certain foods. So that's it for today. Um, three ways to accelerate your weight loss this week on the docket for episodes. We're going to be talking about a more advanced training question on Wednesday that I got from a listener. And then on Friday, I'm going to be talking about the worst foods for losing fat, which is going to be a little bit in line with this episode. So it's going to kind of be a little bit of a continuation. Subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss those. And check out Stoltz Fit on YouTube. Just posted a 